Welcome to the Basketball Update. I'm Adam Nazarelli. This is the update for August 9th, 2021. So last week, August 2nd, is when our free agency opened up. So teams could begin negotiating with free agents. And then a few days ago on Friday, they could actually begin to start signing these free agents. So let's go over the big ones today, guys. First up, we have Kevin Durant who signed a four-year, $189 million extension with the Brooklyn Nets. Chris Paul, who signed a four-year, $120 million extension with the Phoenix Suns. Kyle Lowry signed a three-year, $90 million deal with the Miami Heat. Mike Conley, 374 Utah Jazz. John Collins, 5125 Atlanta Hawks. DeMar DeRozan, 385 Chicago Bulls. Lonzo Ball, 485 with the Chicago Bulls. Norman Powell, 590 with the Trailblazers. Evan Fournier, 478 with the Knicks. Jared Allen, 5100 with the Cavaliers. Kemba Walker, 1-8 with the Knicks after agreeing to a contract buyout with OKC. And then lastly, Kelly Oubre Jr., 225 with the Charlotte Hornets. Now, of course, we have a lot more players that ended up signing contracts here, but I just wanted to kind of mention the, the big name ones and the ones that I think will have a relatively significant impact on their teams. Um, now, just going through the trends here, it looks like we're kind of gearing towards a bit of an Eastern Conference arms race. Teams like the New York Knicks signing Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier are huge deals for them. Those those are two immediate impact players. Uh, I love how they fit with the team. You have Kemba at the one, RJ Barrett at the two, Evan Fournier at the three, Julius Randle at the four and then maybe Mitchell Robinson at the five like that's a team that I mean could realistically come back into the playoffs this year you know there's some other teams that have poor seasons last year that can maybe edge them out but that's looking like a really really nice team well-constructed roster and then of course the Chicago Bulls out of nowhere getting both DeMar DeRozan and Lonzo Ball again great fits for that team Lonzo at the one Zach Levine at the two, DeMar DeRozan at the three, Patrick Williams at the four, Vucevic at the five. Like that is a very respectable roster. And I could see them at best being like a four seed and actually getting home court advantage. And at worst being maybe like the ninth seed. But I think that would be pretty much a catastrophe. Lonzo Ball is a strong three-point shooter at this point in his career. DeMar DeRozan is a playmaker, obviously kind of that mid-range assassin. And then Obviously, Chicago fans know what Vucevic and, and Zach Levine can do. So really exciting for them. Jared Allen signed his extension with the Cleveland Cavaliers after the big James Harden trade, sending him to Cleveland. I like him. I think it's a bit of an awkward fit with him and Mobley, but you know Mobley needs some time to develop and get bigger. So at the mean, in the meantime, he can kind of play that stretch four role and, and be a power forward for them. Other big names, obviously Kyle Lowry. I'm a huge Toronto Raptors fan. It's sad to see him go. You know, such a franchise legend. Uh, he'll be fantastic for the Heat. I mean, he, he, he's exactly what that team needs. A, a strong, strong playmaker. And he really does everything. So uh, I'll tune into a bunch of their games next year, hopefully. Chris Paul signing with the Phoenix Suns. I looked into the contract a little bit. It sounds like the fourth year is isn't guaranteed and the third year is partially guaranteed and something like that so that makes that contract a lot more digestible but you know the Suns are kind of in that role where it's like what else can they really do right like they they have to pay him to keep you know 
Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, McCall Bridges happy. And I think he fit well on that team. I don't think the Suns will do as well as they did last year just because, you know, a lot of teams faced injury issues and COVID issues. And I'm not trying to downplay their success. They were a fantastic team. And I think they'll be a fantastic team this year. I think they'll be kind of a home court team in the playoffs, probably. I see them fluctuating anywhere from like the two seed to the like seventh seed. Like they're 100% a playoff team, but like just how things go, it could really, you know, like we don't know how good the Warriors are going to be. We don't know how good the Lakers are going to be with Westbrook. You know, there's just a lot of question marks in the Western Conference. And who else do we have here? Kevin Durant, obviously a huge, I mean, that's that's really a statement signing. I mean, he's 32 right now. That That's basically a signing that says, I'm probably going to finish my career here. I mean, just with his build and like his skill set, I mean, I could see him playing into his late 30s. So maybe not. Maybe he'll kind of send sign like a, <clears throat> a hurrah contract with the OKC Thunder or or who really knows, but it sounds like him, Kyrie, and James Harden are in it for the long run, and they really want to win a championship there. So that's great for the Brooklyn Nets. I think I've covered pretty much everyone there. Oh, John Collins, quickly, I'll talk about that. 5-125, I think that's good for both sides. It's it's not a complete max con- rookie max contract. It's a bit of a discount, which I think is fair considering, you know, I don't know if he had injury issues or or what last year, but he just didn't really build upon his kind of sophomore season in the NBA. But I think, you know, that's a huge piece for the Hawks team and a building block for them. And they're one of those teams that are they're going to be competing with the Knicks and the Bulls for kind of those iffy playoff spots. So glad they can build upon that roster and keep keep that going. And the last thing I want to talk about today, guys, is the Olympics basketball. Unfortunately, we couldn't talk about it you know, probably as much as we would have liked to, kind of some awkward hours for games and just busy with other stuff in life. But we, we've had our gold medalists. So the USA women's team beat the Japanese women's team 90 to 75 to take gold. Huge, huge congrats to the Japanese women's team. They put up a great fight, just gutsy performance all the way up. They were like, I think they're number 10th in the world. So them getting silver is just a huge accomplishment for them. The, the USA women's team are a complete powerhouse, tons of WNBA all-stars and just big name players on that. So no real surprise that they won, but, you know, huge congrats to the Japanese women's team for that. And then on the men's side, we saw the USA men defeat uh, the, Fr- the French men's team 87 to 82 to take gold. You know, I think there were a lot of hot takes going into this uh, Olympics from probably from myself and a lot of others, actually. I don't really remember exactly what I said, but, you know, the men's team is always going to be a favorite. They're just so, so strong and dominant. Um, I think I did talk a little bit about kind of the development of the sport, and I could see in 4, 8, 12 years the men's team not being as dominant as they are. But at the moment, uh, they're still extremely dominant. I mean, they lost those uh, exhibition games. They lost a preliminary game. Actually, it might have been to France in the in the group stages, but they ended up taking the gold. So I'm excited for the world cup in two years, or is that next year actually, because of kind of the Olympics is offset. I'll have to look into that, but yeah, really fun Olympics, but that is all the news we have for this week, guys. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Adam Nazarelli. You can find the show notes at tbu.ffmi.ca. Look forward to our next update on Monday, August 16th. Thanks for listening.